0: what is up you guys welcome to controversial thoughts another edition these are usually very full of acronyms and deep dive science but i wanted to do one this week that is just a basic carnivore for beginners video and podcast these always come out on my podcast which is fundamental health it'll be on youtube it'll be over at Hardened soil Uh, at heartandsoil.co. So if you guys need nose to tail nutrition in your life, check us out, heartandsoil.co. Beef organs coming back really soon. Immunomilk is a colostrum that's coming in very soon. We've got Lifeblood, Histamine and Immune, Firestarter, and Heart of the Warrior coming out in the next few weeks as well. So lots of nose to tail nutrition. We're going to be talking about nose to tail today. I'm also going to try and keep this video short. Carnivore for beginners what am i talking about here i'm talking about an animal based diet i'm talking about prioritizing meat and organs from well raised animals and limiting your consumption of plants and especially the most toxic plants so in my book the carnivore code you will find a toxicity spectrum let's start with the plants what are the most toxic plants or parts of plants so generally speaking i think of the roots Stems, leaves, and seeds, which include seeds, grains, nuts, and legumes, as the most toxic parts of plants. Well, that's the whole plant, Paul. What's left? Well, evolutionarily, there's the fruit. And as I've talked about with regard to the Hadza and many other hunter gatherer groups, they generally favor the fruit. I think the fruit is likely to be less toxic, generally speaking. Not always, but generally, fruit is easier for people to digest. So, honey is also an evolutionarily consistent food. So, If you want to eat plant foods, I would start with the plant foods that are fruit. This can be things like avocado or olives or squash, which are fruit, but we don't think of them as fruit. Or it can be things like sweet fruits or honey, depending on where you are in terms of your metabolic health. If you are super obese or you have metabolic dysfunction, AKA diabetes or insulin resistance, fruit is not gonna be great for you. Honey is not gonna be great for you. It doesn't mean that carbohydrates cause your problem, but in the setting of metabolic dysfunction, Removing carbohydrates can be very helpful. And in that situation, I would limit carbohydrates to a low carb version of carnivore and specifically limit your seed oils. So let's talk about the seed oils next. Corn, canola, safflower, sunflower, peanuts, soy, horrible. Get them out of your diet. Listen to my previous videos with Tucker Goodrich, Brad Marshall, Peter from Hyperlipid, Ben Bickman, so many on seed oils and the reasons that polyunsaturated fats, PUFAs are bad for you. Specifically excess omega-6 linoleic acid. Take home message here, eliminate the seed oils and don't make the majority of your animal fat from animals fed on corn and soy like pork or chicken, okay? So where are we so far? If you wanna eat plant foods, focus on the fruit. We're gonna make animal meat and organs the majority of your diet. Vehemently, viciously, religiously eliminate seed oils and obviously don't eat processed sugar because that's just going to mess up your satiety. Okay. So let's go back to the toxicity spectrum on plants. You guys understand this. I am no fan of kale, no fan of broccoli. Kale doesn't love you back. Broccoli is not your friend. uh, And spinach is not your boo. And celery is not magical. So think about it roots, stems, leaves. Seeds, nuts, grains, and legumes. These are the things you wanna get rid of. These are the things that are really not ancestrally consumed. And if they are consumed evolutionarily, they are highly detoxified through fermentation or other methods. So if you wanna include plant foods, leave those things out. You can send me a love note or a card or an email at Paul at anytime you want, if you need supplement recommendations or dietary recommendations, or if you wanna thank me for how much better your gut is gonna feel when you get rid of kale and broccoli, and spinach. Trust me, this is real. In the carnivore code, I talk about all the specific toxins that are found in plants. Not going to go into those today. You're going to avoid the majority of those if you avoid nuts, seeds, grains, legumes, which are beans, leafy greens, and roots of plants. Some people do okay with sweet potato. I don't love it. A lot of oxalate in there. And the other carbohydrate that some people might be okay with is pressure-cooked white rice, possibly. See how you respond to it. Again, it's going to depend on your metabolic context. Uh, It's it's pretty benign for most people, especially if you pressure cook it and it's white rice. Do not do brown rice, but those would be the plants. Now let's talk about the meat, okay? This is the majority of your diet on a carnivore diet or an animal-based diet. Nose to tail, you gotta get those organs. If you can't get fresh liver or heart or kidney or spleen, that's why we do what we do at Heart and Soil. We've got all the supplements, Hardandsoil.co. if you need desiccated organs to get nose to tail. You wanna make the majority of your diet meat and organs how much meat, how many organs. It depends if you're including carbohydrates in your diet or not. If you are not gonna include carbohydrates, if you are gonna do a strict carnivore diet, a hardcore carnivore diet, I think you need to get about 50% of your nutrition from protein and 50% from fat by grams, okay? By grams. That's about 70, 30 calories fat to protein. That's where most people do best. A lot of people make the mistake on carnivore, they eat too much protein, not enough fat. So, what kind of meat do you eat? Whatever you want, preferably from grass fed, grass finished regenerative farms like White Oak, Belcampo, et cetera. They're all sponsors of my podcast. You can use Carnivore MD at those places for a discount if you want. Get it from your local farmer, but support regenerative agriculture. It's really a big part of what we do for the earth and how we regenerate ecosystems. I spoke it on Joe's podcast recently, and uh, I've spoken about it in depth many times. One pound of meat is about 100 grams of protein. If you are 100 pounds, you need about 100 grams of protein. I think that the ballpark number for protein for people is one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That's your goal. So I'm 170 pounds. I eat about 170 grams of protein per day. It just works that way for me. It works great. And if you want to have uh, no carbohydrates in your diet. If you want to do hardcore carnivore, then you want to do about one to one fat to protein. You're going to want about 100 grams of fat. How are you going to, excuse me, 170 if you're my weight or 100 grams if you're 100 pounds? How are you going to get 100 or 170 grams of fat? Well, if you eat a fatty steak, You're gonna get a lot of fat there. You can get some fat from suet. We make a fire starter supplement at Hardened Soil, which is a high stearic acid, which is beneficial as well. Or you can just buy suet and eat it. That would be my recommendation. Or you can buy trimmings, but you're going to want to increase the fat if you're not including carbs in your diet. What if you want to include carbs in your diet? Then you can play around with your macros. I would still aim for about one gram of protein per pound of body weight um, as a start for the protein and then the, the rest of your calories, see where you fall. But for me, I feel best when I'm around hundred grams of carbs a day. If I do too much more than that, I just, it doesn't really benefit me, but I do feel like a lot of days having hundred grams of carbs from ancestrally consistent sources is a benefit for me personally. I'll mix fruit, honey, or white rice, depending on the day. Some days I don't do any, um, and some days, and I usually make it the second meal of the day to improve my sleep. See what works for you. Again, your metabolic health and your context is gonna depend there. You can get a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor if you want to know. So for me, that's gonna mean 170 grams of protein a day, about 100 grams of carbs, and the rest is gonna be fat. I think it ends up being probably around 60 to 80, maybe 100 grams of fat for me on those days. I watch my weight, I watch my body composition, and then kind of play around with it and get a sense of what my body wants in terms of satiety. But it works pretty good. Usually breakfast, no carbohydrates, afternoon, I include carbohydrates on some days. I like to do time-restricted feeding, meaning I do two meals a day, uh, usually in the morning and early afternoon, and then fast for dinner, helps with sleep, but I do like carbs at that later meal sometimes. And see how it works. So that's basically how I constructed. What organs do I eat? I eat liver, heart, spleen, pancreas, kidney, thymus, whatever I've got. And if I don't have those, I'll take our desiccated organ supplements from hardened soil. I will also do bone broth every day. I have an instant pot. I get knuckle bones and I put them in the instant pot with water and I press the pressure cook button. And that is it. That is all you need to do to make bone broth. Then you can drink the broth, and I can take all the meat and tendons and fat off the bones and eat that. And you can even eat the bone. The trabecular end bones are edible. They're a source of calcium and boron and strontium, all kinds of good trace minerals in the bones. So I will do that. That's how I get calcium on my carnivore diet. If you want to include dairy in your diet, great. I am sensitive to dairy as someone with eczema, but there are a lot of people who are not sensitive to dairy. And if you are not sensitive to dairy, by all means, include dairy in your carnivore diet. It's a great tool, especially from A2 sources, organic sources. At Hard and Soil, we're coming out with a colostrum product in the next few weeks called Immunomilk. Uh, Colostrum is the first milk from cows and many people find it beneficial for GI issues, overall immune issues. That stuff is packed with immunoglobulins and immune proteins and other important peptides. So if you can do dairy, consider colostrum, consider cream, consider kefir, great. If you are sensitive to that stuff with skin issues, just avoid it in general. In terms of extra fats, I like tallow, I like suet, like our fire starter. Those are the fats I would cook and I would not use canola oil or corn oil or seed oils. I would also not use olive or avocado oil. Don't put excess monounsaturated fatty acids into your diet. Don't substitute plant fats when you can get more nutrient rich animal fats. So in summary, carnivore diet for beginners. You can do hardcore carnivore, or you can include some carbs. If you wanna do hardcore carnivore, I think 70-30 is the way to do it in terms of fat to protein and calories, which is 50-50 gram for gram, 100 grams of protein per pound of muscle meat and one gram of protein per pound of body weight as a goal. Get the organs in there every day. I do three to six ounces of total organs per day. It's a combination of liver, heart, and other ones, or desiccated organs from a company like Heart & Soil. Get your bone broth, get your connective tissue in there. You need your glycine to balance the methionine. I like salt, I use it moderately. I'll use Redmond or Maldon, uh, sea salt, and I will drink mostly spring water. If you want to include carbs, The sweet spot for me is around 100 grams of carbs per day, but see what works for you. If you are much more active, if you are crushing it in the gym, if you are doing lots of activity, more carbohydrates might be beneficial. I actually think that there is some Uh, some veracity, some truth to the notion that you should earn your carbs beyond 100 grams. So most days I'll go for a walk, I'll go out to my outdoor gym, do a lot of push-ups and pull-ups and kettlebells and hit the punching bag throughout the day, but I'm not burning thousands of calories working out. If I do have a huge day of working out, I might include more carbs. And then you can decrease the amount of fat, but I keep the protein the same. I don't use cooking oils. If I'm gonna cook in anything, it's gonna be the fat that's in the steak. A lot of times I like to blanch my food. All of this is kind of summarized as well, on the how I eat in a day video, which is at hardensoil.co.co under the about us tab. You'll see in that video, a lot of days I'll include egg yolks from uh, corn and soy free animals as well. But be aware, some people are sensitive to eggs. Some people are sensitive to dairy. If you like dairy and you're not sensitive, include it in your diet from good sources and look out for our colostrum supplement from Hardened Soil in the next few weeks. So that is the basic quick rundown carnivore diet for beginners. I hope that helps. I'm not a fan of all meat carnivore, but if that's where you are, then do that. Just get to where you can go. The last thing I'll say here before I wrap up this video is I will do another video on how to eat a carnivore diet on a budget. But I'll just say this in a few words now. Choose the meat that you can afford. Ultimately, animal foods are valuable. If you absolutely cannot afford grass-fed, grass-finished regenerative meat, then get the best meat you can, but it doesn't have to be that. Clearly supporting that type of agriculture is what we wanna do. And you don't need to eat ribeyes all day. Stew meat is like $7 a pound with my code carnivoremd over at Belcampo. It's great, I blanch it in bone broth. Bones are cheap, liver's cheap. Most people will give you suet. You can eat a carnivore diet, hardcore, or including carbohydrates, carnivore-ish, very affordably as long as you don't eat ribeyes at every meal. You are you don't have to eat ribeyes at every meal. Let's talk about linoleic acid a little bit too. I'm not a huge fan of corn and soy fed pork, especially the pork fat. If you're eating lean pork or lean chicken, probably not a big deal, but if you're eating a lot of pork or chicken fat and it's fed corn and soy, is that excess linoleic acid contributing to problems? I think it might be. It's just how to help you guys optimize all of this. So hopefully that helps. Even the carnivore for diet for beginners video is probably a little too complex, I apologize. I can do a carnivore diet for beginner beginners video. In the future, check out the About Us page at hardensoil.co for how I eat in a day. There's a lot of organs there. If you need your desiccated organ supplements, check us out, heartandsoil.co. If you have more questions about how to construct a carnivore diet, email me, Dr. Paul, Dr. Paul, hardensoil.co. I hope this how to do a carnivore diet for beginners video has been helpful. And thank you all for being a part of the remembering, stay radical.